The show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. All right, out there, shout out to you out there in the posse. Thanks for hanging with us. I'm Jared, I'm your host, and we're gonna get right down to business today. I have with me a fabulous guest. I'm just very excited to have him on the program. I've got John Marzano. Uh, Many of you know John. John's the principal consultant with Jam3 Strategic Marketing and PR. He has been around the block, let's just say that. He has been been in this business. He has built a lot of things in this business. And so I just wanna welcome him to the program first and foremost. John, welcome, how are you today? Uh, Thanks, Jared, for having me. I'm doing great. When I think about chance meetings, literally, there you and I were in Orlando. We were at HJC and literally walked past each other, saw our name tags. They're like, oh, John. You're like, oh, you're Jared. <laughs> we're like, it's another one of those, hey, we've we've engaged quite a bit on LinkedIn, and yet here we are finally uh, IRL, right? So uh, right, as the right. kids say, so I will, I will try to avoid being the dork dad and, uh, and spell things out in the future in sentences. Well, but, uh, but that was, that was all, a great <laughs> it's always good to uh, to meet face to face as well. I mean, I think we forget about that too much. I I agree. It, it's it's a funny thing where there are literally times during the whole week there in Orlando where I'm like, okay, have we met in person, <laughs> or have we just you know talked on on LinkedIn or Twitter or something or emailed or or whatnot? It, it, it was a lot of fun that way. So uh, one way or the other, for those who have not had the opportunity to have a chance meeting to pass you in the hallway at the Omni in Orlando. Like, like I did. Why don't you give us a little bit, you know, tell us about who you are, what you're all about. Well, Jared, I've, I have 25 plus years experience in healthcare marketing. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but uh, I've seen a lot of change over the years working at three major health systems, uh, have been involved in digital transformation in two of those organizations, and have seen lots of change, but see lots of challenge and opportunity uh, going forward. So I bring a lot of experience a lot of understanding on the on the uh, on the provider side about how to get that done. You really do. You know what? What I love about your perspective, and we're going to get into it because we're going to talk about a lot of different components of you know. Let's just put it out there. You know, just healthcare marketing in general. But some pieces of it. There are so many different components. There are so many more than there used to be. This used to be more of a linear issue, I feel like, of of just how to succeed with healthcare marketing. And now it is all over the place. So what we're going to get into in the rap battle today has to do with, I I feel like we'll touch on a couple of things, but how to overcome barriers of trust, how to use our brand equity, and how those things on the branding side going to have to do with performance marketing campaigns, which sometimes can be seen, in, in, in my mind, I've seen those sometimes kind of be siloed the branding side versus the performance marketing and direct response side. So we're going to talk about how all those pieces really interlock and how they're all important. 
to success with healthcare marketing. And that's the topic of our rap battle. Rap battle. The rap battle is where we just challenge our assumptions about marketing and tech in healthcare. All these different pieces are coming together and they have evolved so much over the last few years that we need to sit and talk and think about how to see how all these pieces, I guess, uh, how they coincide and how they interlock together. Now, John, uh, you recently wrote a blog post about some of these different pieces about overcoming trust barriers and about brand equity. And I wonder if you, you wouldn't mind, let's start with that, just kind of recapping what your thoughts were in that blog post. Well, in many ways, I think personal brands and organizational brands are fairly similar, right? Um, you have to be authentic, number one. There's a rise in, in transparency demand Certainly your brand has to be able to engage and be transparent on many, many issues. And you have to be about, the brand has to be about something greater than just your product or service. We hear a lot about today, what do brands represent? We know from research that 50% of consumers are trusting big brands less these days than they used to. So there's a lot of challenge out there in trying to separate and make your brand unique enough in the marketplace. And it's critically important to use brand equity when planning, as you mentioned, uh, performance marketing campaigns. The two go together, and we can talk about that certainly uh, all day long. But uh, that's kind of in a nutshell from what I think some certain key parameters are. You know, so let, yeah, let's dive into that a little bit, especially on the trust side, because I think when you're talking about, over, you know, let, let's talk big picture, right? When you're thinking about what the brand equity of a healthcare organization is to begin with, there's what we think it might be, and there's what it has been. And those two things have changed and kind of pulled in, in disparate directions, I feel like, over the last few years. And it does have to do with the lack of trust. I mean, they're the, they're the figures that, that you hear at conferences like HCAC and Shishmit on a regular basis about the lack of trust in healthcare organizations, that it's almost that the majority of just people out there on the street feel like healthcare organizations put profits before patients. And that is disheartening when there's so much time and effort spent on these efforts. And yet on the other hand, I can see it, you know, through the eyes of a patient, through the eyes of, as a, of a consumer, of somebody who is using healthcare services. And I can say, you know what, I can, I, I can see why that is in a, lot of, in a lot of ways, not even just one particular provider or, or health system or whatnot, just in general. There are so many different pieces. There's still a great lack of transparency. There, all, all the things that we talk about in other industries about customer service and, and transparency and authenticity that, I guess, lead to brand equity and trust. And we have a hard time sometimes with those pieces in healthcare. What do you think? I would agree. There's one classic statement that, uh, you know, from a straight marketing perspective and a marketing brand, we are out there, marketers are out there trying to sell something nobody wants, right? The last place you or anybody wants to be is in a hospital because you're ill or you're not, you have a serious medical issue. So number one, we're, we're sort of pushing against uh, the stream there a little bit in marketing organizations that, that have services and have great services, uh, perform miracles every day, but nobody really wants that, right? So when you look at brand, in my opinion, you have to look at something beyond just the service that you're offering. Obviously, there's quality built into that service. 
uh, for good organizations. But your brand has to mean something. And I think the consumer today is looking for those attributes that are out there that this organization represents versus another healthcare provider. Why would I use this one versus another? Outside of insurance and the whole payer environment, I'm just talking straight you know, selection or, or consumer decision making. So you really have to set up your brand and position your brand as being beyond just what you do on a day-to-day basis. If customers retain 95% of a message when they see it on video, but only 10% of a message when they read it, why are you still using print-only brochures to get your marketing across? Express Docs is here to bring you into the future. Introducing Print Plus Video, their newest technology that pairs the effectiveness of video marketing with the portable convenience of print marketing. Print Plus Video is a customizable brochure that's equipped with an LCD screen to clearly display your message to your audience in a way that resonates with them. Whether you're fundraising, recruiting, or any project in between, Print Plus Video helps you create an engaging experience that captivates your audience and increases conversion. For more information on Express Docs Print Plus Video, contact an Express Docs rep at 866-977-3627. That's 866-977-3627. Or visit expressdocs.com slash the healthcare rep. That's Express, beginning with an X. Speaking of, of things on a day-to-day basis, some of those brand touch points, some of those encounters that we have with the brand have to do with performance marketing campaigns. Some of them have to do with other general branding campaigns that might be going on at the same time. You and I were, were discussing earlier how sometimes, if we're not careful, the performance marketing direct response side of marketing and the general branding side, if we're not careful, those two things can be siloed off. And if they're not carefully interlocked and very coordinated that those two things can actually create a lack of trust because they're not consistent with the brand. I'm curious from your standpoint, what your experience has been with those two pieces from the branding side versus the, yeah, what we will just refer to as performance marketing or direct response. You know, so you're typically these days, it feels like it's a, it's Google ads, it's Facebook ad campaigns. They are uh, nurture uh, email nurture campaigns uh, for your key service lines. You know, the things to keep the lights on at a health system. Those things are, are essential and vital. And yet sometimes I just, I feel like they're not coordinated in the same way with those overall feel good. Here's what our brand is all about. Here's why you should use our health system type campaigns. What have you seen that that are just good things to keep in mind when you are trying to factor in both sides of the equation? So my experience has been, you you can't do performance marketing without strong branding. So the two have to work together. It's kind of like the old days when you know marketing and public relations or marketing and communications and healthcare were separate. You can't do one without the other. And both of those entities need each other to be successful. Same thing goes with branding and performance marketing. You know, a strong brand is a given. You have to have a strong brand, a strong position with your audiences in order to do effective performance marketing because you're going to use that brand to sell certain services and to drive certain demand for key services within your organization. You know, when it comes to brand, I think the channels today, the social media channels alone, provide consumers sort of an under-the-hood look at your organization, how you present yourself, how you respond says a lot about your company culture, and what kind of experience I may have with your organization. So in order to, to look at that, 
in both a performance marketing and a branding way, that strength of position, that foundation has to be there. Then you look at the technology associated with performance marketing, and that gives you just a better roadmap to those consumers who are already searching for your product or service. Show up in the digital space in an organized way with the right messages to nurture your audience or whatever service you're trying to push out there. The challenge that I have found in organizations is that performance marketing takes time and patience and relentless pursuit. This is an instant gratification world, right? Everyone expects everything virtually. And the C-suite does as well. They're dealing with day-to-day challenges and performance marketing takes a little bit of time to build that momentum to get behind the consumers and what they're looking for and the unique needs of healthcare and how they can provide those consumers with those services. And then you capture them with compelling reasons to buy that product. Hook them in with the experience. The experience becomes critically important because you want to be successful in building a performance marketing strategy to go along with your brand. So a lot of things are mixing in there, but if you focus on two components, the performance marketing and the branding as working together, you can come up with real strategies that are successful. I hear that. I see that like just as you're describing. And you mentioned a couple of pieces in there that I thought were really interesting. You mentioned the technology that's associated with performance marketing. And then you mentioned kind of the, that ROI discussion, right? You know, in, in, in yeah. different terms. But when, after it's been running for a while, I, I, you know, we were talking about it just takes time and patience that just because you're able to target people now with this new data that does help you get in front of them at the right time, that there's still lessons learned along the way. Were, were there any particular lessons that you've learned? You've had the opportunity, my understanding, you've had the opportunity to get CRM campaigns off the ground and, and entire platforms off the ground and be an earlier adopter of them in, in some of the health systems that you've been involved with in the past. Any you know lessons that come to mind from that whole experience? I understand it is a journey and we're not talking weeks or months, but sometimes years. That's correct. It is a journey. The ability to be able to A-B test a lot of your campaigns in an instant is critically important and it's less costly. I mean, you know today, and you've heard the challenge out there, uh, marketing resources generally don't go up in any budget year unless you can prove some value. And we have an opportunity now to prove value for the efforts in healthcare marketing. Doing A-B testing, being able to target different audiences, looking at your propensity modeling uh, through your CRM products and your patient databases allow you to pinpoint areas and diseases that are likely to to hit certain populations within your market. That's really efficient, you know, an efficient way to market services. Now, do you always hit on all these? No. Uh, You know, there are examples when, when we've run campaigns that a generic campaign on, hey, we have cancer services in your market, really doesn't work very well. Because people are actually out there searching for prostate cancer or some other specific forms of cancer. So you have to pinpoint your campaigns down to the specific disease sometimes to generate that, you know, a stronger response. And those, in my opinion, when you niche your campaign efforts and pinpoint them, you have more success. So the days of saying, mixing brand in the wrong way by saying, hey, 
this health system has cancer service in your area doesn't really work other than saying, okay, that's an awareness build. But if you're trying to drive business, you're going to have to get much more specific. And that's the success we've seen. You know, I can throw numbers out to you that, that were phenomenal as a result of some targeting that we did. And you get better at this. Your marketing managers get better. They get more competitive with their peers and colleagues because they want to drive more business into the organization and good paying business to boot. Very interesting. I need a dime, ain't faking a bump. So you crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Ultera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Ultera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey guys, this is Jared. Ultera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. You know, like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mm, not so heavenly, was it? By now, you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare wrap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. We don't do boring. So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ultera Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. It really does sound like a journey. It really does sound like this wasn't as... I don't think it came across to anybody, you know, back in the day that all we have to do is set up our CRM platform and, and everything's done, you know, that it's, that it's taken care of. I mean, there's so much involved with it. And I find it fascinating to hear that weaved into a branding discussion because of how important both sides are. You mentioned that the branding really kind of drives all other marketing efforts, that the intention is that it really elevates everything else. Did you ever run into that type of specific question when you had branding teams trying to understand how they contributed to like a CRM campaign, like to the ROI of that campaign? Did they ever, were there ever any, any challenges with saying what the ROI was of the branding efforts? Let me answer that by making a couple of comments. One, your point is well taken. It's not just about the technology here. It's about talent. And one of the things I have experience in doing and was position of having to do was reevaluate talent on healthcare marketing teams. I know that may not be the, the best music to the ears of your listeners, but you can't use this technology without having the talent that knows how to use it. Otherwise, you know, your tech platforms are sitting on a shelf and everybody's wondering why you spent so much money on them and not using them. So the talent is critical. And you'll find that teams within organizations are chomping at the bit to get into this in their organizations because they understand it, particularly if they're younger, uh, they're going to understand they've grown up with this kind of technology. So that's number one. The second piece to this, you can continue to measure branding and again, it's not just about running technology and performance marketing campaigns. The real challenge in this kind of environment, in this kind of strategy, is what's the right mix? Because you're not going to do away with traditional ways of marketing because, again, you're, you're still working to build your brand in the process of 
capturing consumers into services underneath that brand. So you've got to mix it up. And certain services, the mixes is very different. It could be 80-20 traditional. Or in other services, it's 70-30 digital. Because that's the way people are responding. That's where people are. And the real difference today is you have to build your marketing strategy around where people are. Not where, in many ways, and I'm going to be a bit blasphemous here, not many ways in which your organization wants to do it. Because there's so many outside influencers telling you, oh, we need, we need to do this ad, we need to do that ad, we need to do a billboard, or we need to do a, a social media post. But wait a minute. What's the strategy around this? Who's the audience you're trying to hit? And then let's build the channels and the tactics around that, not the other way around. And so many times we fight this battle of, is it about the organization or is it about the consumer? And my position has been, it's now about the consumer and we as an organization have to adjust. I have a great example I'll share with you if you'd like. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. More recently, we've seen a lot of posting about leapfrog scores. And every time the leapfrog scores come out, there's a push to say, okay, this network or this organization got an A. All of our hospitals are A rated. I mean, that's okay. That's great. That reinforces the clinical goal. That's really a brand play. But how does leapfrog score improve access to your organization if people are having trouble getting in to see you? Or they reach your campus and your signage is poor and they can't find the building they're, they're supposed to go to for their test. How are we marketing and communicating to address that new consumer demand? And I'll give you an example of that. Research today, for one example, says six of 10 loyalty drivers for primary care business are related to convenience and experience, not cost or quality. Say that to a room full of physicians and you're likely to be thrown out. But you have to provide context around that. We're not saying quality is not important for this organization. And we're very proud of our leapfrog scores and our U.S. news rankings, etc. But what we're trying to say to you is that we have to talk to the consumers differently today. They don't really care in many ways what leapfrog is because maybe they don't understand that. But what they do understand is when they call their physician's office and they can't get in for three weeks, that's a problem. And that forces all of the disruption that's going on now. So as organizations develop their marketing strategies going forward, these factors have to be considered. It's not doing business the way we've done it for the past 25 or 30 years. It's a new way to address consumerism. And that's kind of what where my position is and what I've been preaching out there. We've got to adjust. We've got to change the way we do business and be fearless about it. That was a great example. And it's, I could literally imagine rooms in my mind that I've been in where that exact conversation has happened. So this is the day-to-day of the healthcare marketer these days. And I appreciate that example. And all these thoughts just around all the different pieces as we're trying to put them together and, and, and really succeed in what we're doing. So thank you for that. We're going to move into keeping it real. Keeping it real. Keeping it real is just our 
it's really an opportunity as marketers to broaden our horizons and find opportunities to do more to help healthcare. I am convinced that if we realize and understand the mission and the opportunity for marketing to lead the way in several of these consumer-driven transformations that we're trying to make in our healthcare organizations, that we will help accelerate the transformation that's going on. And half of it's just understanding what the opportunities are. And so, John, that's my question to you. What's one thing marketers can do better to improve healthcare itself? Well, Jared, I don't know if there's one thing, but I will say, I will make a, you know, a comment about that and then give you, we can get into a whole bunch of different uh, nuances around that. I would say, be fearless. A marketer today has to be the sledgehammer to break down the old barriers, the old ways of thinking. We have to understand that it's, and we know this as marketers, that it's always been about the customer, right? And that point has always been a challenge for traditional healthcare organizations. The industry is being disrupted because of that. People are coming in, their retail healthcare is chipping away at primary care and others. So it's a question of, are you building that kind of mindset personally? And again, that tests the limits within your organization because as, as you know, and as you've talked to people and I talk to people, many organizations prefer the status quo. It's safe ground. It's something we've built, we've grown, we've been successful at for 30 years that's now you know, unraveling in many ways. So a marketer has to be that, that focal point that takes charge and really, really goes after this change in organization. And for an organization and its brand authenticity, you know, marketers in many ways are the, are the brand face of that organization. Even though we talk about every employee is a brand ambassador, the marketer really leads that discussion. Man, thanks for that perspective, John. I think that really puts things in, an, in a different view that really just helps us understand. These are the kinds of, of just little things to think about as healthcare marketers to really move things forward. So, John, I appreciate your time today. It's been great. Uh, it's been a great discussion. Uh, what's the best way for listeners to reach out to you if they'd like to connect with you? Well, they can reach me in, in a couple of different ways. My email is uh, jmars, J-M-A-R-Z, the number 40 at gmail.com. Or my website is just as it sounds, jam3strategicmarketingandpr.com. Happy to respond. Happy to uh, have additional conversations with with those interested out there. I will put a plug in for that site. You've got a great blog going. You've got some really good thoughts going on there. So listeners, definitely check that out. And thanks again, John, for joining us this week. Thanks you who are listening for tuning in. Don't forget to join the posse, y'all. Listen, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. Healthcare Wrap is an Altera digital production and a member of the podcast.healthcare network. So on behalf of John and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks, and that's a wrap. 